0: Welcome to episode 178 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Marico. Jacob. What's up, Michelle? What's up? Can we bring that back?
1: What's up? (laughs) That would be. It's about that time, man. If you're going through, they're in the 90s now with flashbacks, so we're almost a scary movie. Looking forward to that.
0: (laughs) I hated that, and
1: God, yet, that I was, loved that, it. that was, oh my God. I, I was in high school when that happened, and it was like, oh boy, that was everywhere, dude. It was in commercials, it was yeah. in movies,
0: <laughs> Went up for walking
1: real, down, down the hallway, people were yelling I'm at.
0: not going to lie, I don't think I've ever stopped doing it. But I'd like it to come back so I don't look quite as old. But uh, Well, they just,
1: they just had Scream come out again, so if they reboot Scary Movie, ooh, I know. there's an idea.
0: They but, just have to bring those Budweiser commercial bags. Or even better, give it to a real beer. Yeah. And then it'll become more popular. lobe Ultra. I feel like my mic's doing weird things. Do so I get quiet and then loud, or is it just my headphones?
1: No, It does seem like that, but we always think yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Oh, all right. Anyway, so tell me about your weekend. You're telling me you had some uh, some great filmage.
1: Well, I mean, this past weekend, everybody was enjoying the game and such. But aside from that, I actually was doing a lot of prestige watching this week.
0: Okay. Um, what do we got?
1: I watched. Uh, I finished up Narcos finally. Um, so I'm very di- mad that that show's gone, it seems, for the time being. If you yeah, never I know watched you love it, it. I have not,
0: it. but it's on my list. My um, very long, long list. Yeah.
1: The long, long, long <laughs> list. Um, I also checked out The Last Duel. Uh, the Ridley Scott, maybe yeah. take a nap while maybe be intrigued till the like awesome a, ending. Like a
0: good movie that you're glad you watched, but I was like, this is hard for me to recommend to people because it is mm-hmm. kind of slow.
1: I mean, it's going to be up for Best Picture most likely because nothing came out this year, so you probably are going to have to check it out. But yeah,
0: that's true. I mean,
1: it's not the worst movie. It's not, I but see. it's
0: like a th- it's a solid three stars. I I couldn't go higher for me.
1: Three I three would stars. I might go three point seven five, okay. just to screw up the scale a little bit.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> um, and then uh, last but not least, I went with uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth using your Apple account, which was pretty great.
0: Oh, boy. That was a movie. It
1: was a, it was a legit movie. That's for dang It sure. was
0: a legit movie. We were very impressed. So that's what we want to talk about today. And then we thought we want to talk about the main... Fella in it, some Denzel Washington, because I think we all kind of love Denzel Washington.
1: I mean, easily one of the top leading men in Hollywood. I don't even For think. For sure.
0: For a long time, too.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, this guy's been a leading man since the mid-90s, early 90s. He was like a co-star and stuff.
0: And he's so familiar. Like, he kind of, I mean, all actors kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like, he'll have that, but it Plays doesn't feel that way when he's doing it like you know it stands out but you don't he's still able to kind of get into the character so i think he's really special in that way that he's been around this long um but still you know falls into the role also i just moved a button and i think my microphone's normal
1: fixed it told you could nail it um yeah like (laughs)
0: you you are always believing in me jacob thank you that's what i'm here for um
1: yeah i mean denzel like one of the most recognizable actors in hollywood ever doesn't have too many, like, mannerisms because some actors kind of get in the same groove of doing things over and over and over again. I don't yeah. Think he's, really got he's got this thing involving throwing paper on a table before he goes into a big acting scene a lot of the time. And huh. now, th- now that I've told you about that, you're going to notice now it when you watch some movies.
0: Okay. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Um, so let's get into the tragedy of Macbeth. This film is directed by Joel Cohen. Who, after 18 films, has gone solo without his brother Ethan.
1: Which is interesting. It's the first time uh, he did very well.
0: He did very well. He takes us to the old world, the cinematic charm of those monochrome frames, mm-hmm. the 119 to 1 aspect ratio, which was really popular. Um, at the end of the silent era, with its nearly perfect squares. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, this it looked gorgeous, dude. It, oh. The black and white and the uh, the set work and just the way it was framed and everything.
0: The brilliant conceptualization with, as Jacob was saying, this really starkly powerful photography by Bruno Del Bono. Um Some, I, I mean, it was like. Five minutes into the movie and Andrew was like, oh, well, there's the Oscar for cinematography. He's like, yeah, he never talks about cinematography. And pretty much the whole time he's like, this is the best cinematography I've ever seen in a movie. I mean,
1: you can't help but notice it. It's so um, striking as you're watching this movie that it's just everything is just fitting, working perfectly. It's
0: really beautiful to look at. And there's just scintillating performances by its lead. So Denzel Washington is Macbeth and Frances McDormand is Lady Macbeth and it just takes the whole film visually and narratively on a really exhilarating high. Now I always like to remind people, you know, it's in it's Shakespearean, mm-hmm. so
1: watch it with subtitles on.
0: And you know, there's stuff that you might not totally understand, but you you can kind of pick up from context if this wasn't something that you studied. But all in all, the film is so worth seeing. It was mostly shot indoors and The sparse frames are really richly engrossing and they tell us a classic story, like we said, a lot of people might be familiar with, um, but you're seeing it in kind of a different way. It has really imaginative camera placements and creates an overall experience that is as appealing as it is disturbing and destructive
1: plus i feel like macbeth is probably shakespeare's most cinematic and like easily jump you can mo- most accessible plays because it's a very basic story but it's a very good story it's very for american audiences it's a violent play man there is murder and mayhem going on i up mean and down shakespeare did love that he did it's
0: he a, likes a good death <laughs>
1: it's, it's a shorter um play it's got a um a pretty easy to follow story in terms of Sometimes, especially with the language, Shakespeare can be a bit hard to follow if you don't know already know the plot. Sure, Macbeth, I feel like is one you could just jump into right away and
0: yeah, know, there's not like it. there's not like a ton going on that is hard to understand. Um, and
1: then Denzel is so much better at Shakespearean work than he because when he did Much Ado About Nothing, like twenty years ago yeah. with Kenneth Branagh, he was not good. At no, that he movie.
0: really he really was, and he's grown a long way from that.
1: Yeah, he actually he sounds like he practiced it. The Shakespeare doesn't sound weird coming out of his mouth. Yeah. It's just all around fantastic.
0: And the film just kind of unfolds <laughs> around this white, foggy landscape. You've got these crows just cawing all over. And the movie starts with Macbeth returning victorious from war with Ireland and Norway. And meeting a witch who, well, it's three witches, but the way they do this Mm -hmm. is really fantastic. But who prophesies that he will become the Thane of Cawdor and later the King of Scotland, thus planting this foreboding thought in his head. Mm -hmm. Like he was kind of a happy person, but then he's like, wait, is that true? So, but then when King Duncan, played by Brendan Gleeson, I wish we had more of him.
1: Yeah, well, yeah
0: proclaims that his son Malcolm played by Harry Melling who I love seeing in things lately
1: Yeah, that dude's been popping up all over Give me my
0: Dudley Dursley all over <laughs> but he says that his son will succeed him on the throne and we see this faint but unmistakable trace of disappointment, pain and anger in Macbeth portrayed with just really haunting intensity and then Lady Macbeth nudges him And these are not spoilers. This is Macbeth. (laughs) If you
1: you are being spoiled for Macbeth, you need to really work on your (laughs) literary works. But
0: this nudges him to murder the king. And as he kind of walks along this never-ending corridor with this sword beckoning him into the room, that scene was amazing. But we know that a tragedy is will be eventually unfolding because of them and that it's going to be their undoing. Mm-hmm. Y- you're not thinking it's gonna end a happy story. You're, you're pretty sure of that.
1: And I mean, with Denzel and Frances McDormand in this movie are both killing it. It's, we gotta sl- show a person slow descent into madness, which if you're not a good actor, you, you get somebody that's just like pulling their hair out, running around, raving, foaming at the mouth. That's not what you need. You need subtlety in these yeah, characters and they both handle it extremely well.
0: Denzel definitely gives a really haunting Um, performance, and I think it helps that this whole story is really stripped down to its visual and narrative essentials, Mm -hmm. so they're getting rid of all of that other stuff, and you are just focused on the story, but what I really liked about Macbeth is that his choices, like, it's really reminiscent of the everyman archetypes that he has grown so adept at playing over the years. Oh, yeah. Like, you do kind of get that Denzel. Like, this isn't a man of, like, this really grand emotion, but rather... A wary man and an aging warrior whose desire for power proves, you know, it's, it's really convincing precisely because Washington carries him in the weight of the knowledge of a man who's, you know, who's put in his time. Yeah.
1: I mean, just all around fantastic movie, man. I was very surprised that how good it was. Not that I was surprised. Maybe that's the wrong word. But sometimes Shakespearean plays can be a little boring and I mean, and stained, I
0: love uh, Michael Fassbender so much but I was not into that
1: yeah that's a good that's a good example Adaptation him and, and Marion Coletard that was a good movie those but are it's excellent
0: like, actors but no it really it didn't work for me as much but I think also like this look that they had this whole like untethered from reality because they shot the whole thing on sound stages was really really interesting. You kind of got that claustrophobic feel, mm-hmm. where you were constantly like, "What is even going on?"
1: And like as the movie goes, everything gets much more cramped, and it starts like folding in on itself. and yeah. it just gets um, more and more like disturbing.
0: This is a Macbeth that is as much about mood as it is verse.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the black and white helped with that as well, because you can just make it darker and lighter as you need to change yeah, the, the yeah. change the feeling and just.
0: Like. Yeah, the, the, the visuals really acknowledge that, and I think they almost kind of pull you into the action so that it almost feels like you're seeing it on a stage.
1: Oh, you definitely feels like you're watching a yeah. stage. They even are able to pull off soliloquies in this movie a couple times, which are always hard to do.
0: But let me just say, nowhere <laughs> is the mood more prominent than in Katherine Hunter's revelatory performance as the witches.
1: Oof, dude, what was going on there a lot of the The time? The
0: first 10 minutes of this movie there is an otherworldliness to her appearance and her voice.
1: hmm and her body movement. There was some creepy stuff going on there,
0: man. I mean, I was like, she's not in this movie long enough to win an Oscar, but like,
1: Well, oh, I'll bet on that. It might, she might be in that long
0: enough. She for was un. If Peter Jackson had cast her as Gollum, he'd have saved millions of dollars on a CGI budget. She could have just done all of the things. There,
1: there's somebody at. Um Amazon that's really mad because you're like, oh, we wasted all this money on the CGI. We could have yeah, just got this lady to do it.
0: I mean, it's it's really it was really haunting. Mm-hmm. I was like silent with like my hands over my mouth. Like I was like, I am so disturbed. So I love the way that they handled the witches. Every scene that she was in was perfection.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a very important character, obviously. In the play, so yeah. if, that's, if you don't <laughs> nail that, or you get the wrong person, the whole thing starts to fall apart. Yeah. So plus all in all, plus there's a Stephen Root sighting, which I am always a fan of to lighten the mood. Before who is he?
0: I can't. I don't know who the actor is by name.
1: Oh, uh, the guy from Office Space, uh, Milton. He's in there as the uh, what, right before they discover the king's dead.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Little that's comic
1: right. relief in there for you.
0: Yeah. The guy <laughs> from uh, what the heck? Why can't it? King of the Hill? The yeah. guy who voices King of the Hill. Oh, is
1: he really? Oh uh-huh. man, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. Speaking of coming back.
0: Oh, is it? Anyway, but so, yeah, I have to say that it definitely helps if you like Shakespeare, but The Tragedy of Macbeth is is a great film. I would give it a solid four stars. Um, It might do for a couple rewatches, especially Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with the text. Honestly, it could be helpful to even read some sort of summary of what happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I feel... I took a lot of Shakespeare classes in high school and in college, but that like helped because they're like, we're gonna read it and we're gonna break down what every line means. And you're like, I wouldn't have figured that out on my own. (laughs) So don't like, you know, don't make yourself feel badly if you're not understanding everything. Nobody is. Yeah,
1: remember everybody. It's basically learning a foreign language, is Shakespearean English. Like, yeah. just, you don't know what most of the words mean. You think you know, but you don't.
0: So. Yeah, but otherwise, some stuff you're like, oh my gosh, I know what that meant, and that was an amazing way to say it. So it's really fun, and check out The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, so good. So yeah. You should
1: go back and watch it again, I think.
0: I think I definitely will. But now, let's get into more Denzel, because we love him. We're
1: going to leave so much. By the way, we're going to leave so many movies on the table here, everybody, because. Because we are. All, almost all of his movies are good.
0: And it's been almost 15 minutes that we talked about Macbeth, so we yeah. have limited time, so I'll try so, to talk quickly, which Sorry, all
1: of you fans of out of time, but I don't think we're going to get to that one. I yeah. I don't think Unstoppable is going to make it.
0: Sorry, buddies. <laughs> but what is going to make it is Training Day. Uh, of course. Obviously, probably the biggest one. This is in L.A., a city where the streets are very overrun by drug dealers. Those who have sworn to uphold the law, are breaking them to, quote-unquote, clean the streets. So Denzel Washington plays LAPD Detective Alonzo Harris, who's a veteran narcotics officer whose methods of enforcing the law are questionable. Questionable at best, corrupt. I'd say. <laughs> Yes. So Training Day follows Harris as he trains rookie Jake Hoyt, who's played by Ethan Hawke, over a 24-hour period. And a lot of ethicals. Dilemmas arise for Hoyt as well as the audience as questions present themselves as like whether or not Harris's uh, methodology for riding the streets of South Central Los Angeles with the drug trade and everything. Like, is he right or wrong? Mm -hmm,
1: Because he's a well-respected narco detective on this show. Movie, So it's not like he's a... He's not like he's bad at his job. He is good at what he does. It's just,
0: But I like movies that not only is it like a blistering action drama, which we love, but it really asks the audience to decide what is necessary. Mm-hmm. The movie is great. Denzel's having a blast. He has frequently said in interviews that Detective Alonzo Harris is his favorite character that he's ever played.
1: I'm not surprised. You can see that. He's having a lot of fun with
0: this movie. Yeah.
1: He knows he's in the zone. He This is where he wins his first um, Best Actor um, Academy Award. Yeah. Um, And it it
0: feels so real because the founder of the Black P. Stones Bloods, this is um, a gang in, Mm -hmm. it's quote-unquote, like, in the jungles of L.A., um, was on set for all of the filming because it was in his neighborhood. So the gang had to let them in and allowed the producers to use the neighborhood in exchange for casting gang members. So if you think the extras look Mm -hmm. real... It's because they're real, <laughs> yeah, and
1: I'm sure that they had no problem doing that. They're like, "Oh, you want to put real gangsters in my movie? Add a, le- add a little authenticity." It's like, "Yeah, I think we could do that. I don't, I don't see that yeah. We'll throw you guys fifty dollars and some snacks uh, at. <laughs> oh, okay, that craft no
0: services—you can't top that. But as Jacob said. Denzel won the best actor and even Ethan Hawke was nominated. Yeah. Um,
1: I think this is like at the point where people started to look at Ethan Hawke like he's like a real actor because before this it was sort of like ah, he was in like he's good. In yeah, singles,
0: I, I would I would say that like that's the thing. Um, also, which is crazy is at the time Denzel's win was an upset.
1: Oh, it was. I,
0: because I... they thought um, Russell Crowe had won the Golden Globe, the Screen Actors Guild, the Critics' Choice, and the BAFTA for *A Beautiful Mind*. Bleh. So it was—it was really You're, an
1: upset. But that, blah, that's my uh, opinion of Beautiful Mind*. That I liked *A
0: Beautiful a, Mind*, but come on, man, *Training Day*?
1: That's an overrated movie, in my opinion, guys. But yeah, you heard over, it here first. Over *Training Day*, <laughs> not that's yeah, not, yeah. Not gonna happen. Easy one. Okay. All okay. That, speaking of co- crossover, yeah, let's jump right into that one, man. What about? Virtuosity, another flick that I have brought up a couple times. Virtuosity. Yes, this is an early... I don't even think I know it. This is an early Denzel movie. This is like, well, early in his thing. It's from 1995. stars Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe.
0: Oh, look at that. This is
1: Russell Crowe's first American movie. No Um, kidding. He did like, you know, Romper Stomper and stuff like that in Australia beforehand. So this tells a tale where Denzel is playing a cop in Los Angeles. Go figure on that (laughs) Uh, It's the near future. Uh, So basically, he's been a disgraced officer who's in jail now for reasons they get into later in the movie. Mm -hmm. But his job to get some time off of his sentence is he's helping them develop a computer program called SID 6.7, which is what Russell Crowe plays, which is a program that is basically they took all the personalities of the greatest killers of all time, put them into one um, computer program, and now they're running VR simulations to train officers.
0: Okay. So, yeah,
1: that's the plot of this movie. Eventually, stuff happens, and Oh, God,
0: don't tell me that Russell Crowe becomes, like, self-aware or something. Oh, it's better than that. Okay. better. He (laughs) flat out
1: gets out of the computer using nanotech
0: and
1: goes on a rampage across L.A. that only Denzel can stop. You cannot
0: top (laughs) old sci-fi movies before anyone knew how a computer worked. You could say nanotechnology, and we were like— Okay. All right, okay. check it yeah. out. Yeah,
1: it's like that. Sounds good, man. That sounds like something that happened. <laughs> but it's so it's so dumb, dude. But it's so good in like that <laughs> mid '90s like way. That. Russell Crowe is just out of bounds in this movie, dude. He is going for it. The CGI at this point looks both terrible and like cheesily great. It's just a good, <laughs> stupid, turn off your brain movie and just watch this thing Those for an hour. Those are your favorites. Jacob. They, they are. <laughs> I've seen this movie a million times. It's. So good, dude. And
0: okay, I'm willing they, to check that out.
1: Anytime you get Russell Crowe and uh, Denzel in there, I mean, another example would be American Gangster with the Frank Lucas story. That's another one with Russell Crowe and Denzel. That's, uh, I, I really liked did.
0: that movie. I know you really liked that movie. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a it, it's Ridley Scott movie I actually liked. You know, they go either hit or miss I a bit. So many that
0: Ridley game. Scotts are just like, Right in the middle for me.
1: It's a lot of them. Man. I know. It's like it's either going to be really good or it's going to be trash. It's true. Um, but virtuosity and get the Russell Crowe Denzel collection. Basically, they should make that a box set.
0: <laughs> They've done.
1: They're doing so many of them at this point. Um, but yeah, go check them both out, guys. They're they're both fantastic. you to have a great time with both of them.
0: Okay. Um, I have to do. This might be my personal favorite Denzel movie is Inside Man.
1: Oh, I like that one.
0: Yeah, I think we've even talked about it before. But we have composed and meticulous bank robber Dalton Russell, played by Clive Owen. He's not in enough good things. Um, And he has orchestrated the perfect heist. Um, So, shortly, the Manhattan Bank at the corner of Wall Street and Broadway, along with dozens of hostages that he's going to have under his command. So, we've got the hostage negotiator, Keith Frazier. That's Denzel. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like he's always one step behind the criminal. He's having he's having a hard time. It's a little disheartening. And then they end up the bank like recruits this intelligent problem fixer. Madeline White, played by Jodie Foster, who's really great because you're like, what is your job?
1: Yeah, like, what do you do? Where did you come from? You're doing something shady. I just don't know what it is.
0: Exactly. She's supposed to retrieve something of paramount importance in the bank. So they don't even really care about the people. They just want, like, the thing. It's... It's really really a wild.
1: You do not know where this movie is going. You
0: don't know where it's going, but you're hooked on every frame. You're super super into it. All of it gets pushed into like a really tense situation past the breaking point, and it's really fun. It's it is like, one of those classic movies that like the Con Air, the Rocks, the but of like a higher caliber I think because of Spike.
1: Yeah, it's a Spike Lee directed movie. It's his first movie that he directed that he didn't write, so he he does he doesn't have that little extra pressure of trying to get some themes across. He's yeah, just making a nice like popcorn movie that he could just use his talents for, and it's it's fantastic.
0: It's just one sleight of hand after another. So if you like that, and it's like really well done, you're not like oh please, who wouldn't see this? You're oh, like huh.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those ones that. The whole time you're watching it, you're like, oh, I'm enjoying what's going on here. I'm having fun. And then you get to, like, all the twists and turns. You're like, well, I did not see that coming, or I did not see that being part of the plot. I
0: I can't stress enough how much this movie just absolutely rules.
1: It's just so much fun.
0: It's really a pleasure to watch everything unfurl, like who's playing who, who's going to give up first, because they're really, like, intellectual equals, but opposite people, which I think makes for the most interesting uh, characters. It's also
1: fun. It's one of those fun movies where you see, like, 20 years ago. It's like, okay, who is a big who's going to be a star that's in this movie that's just kind of hanging around in the background. Chu Yitel Egiafor is in oh, this yeah, movie. He's, he's in it. yeah, he's in here. we got
0: William Defoe who's great and everything. We, William
1: Defoe's in there. <laughs> Kevin Kevin Hart's in there. Um, is he? Yeah, he's like one of the guys on the computer system. Oh, I okay, I don't even hard, r- I don't sure. even
0: remember that. I really love though that according to Spike Lee, he met William Defoe. Willem. Willem, sorry. Um in the men's room during the intermission of the play Julius Caesar, which Denzel Washington was in. So they were both seeing Denzel in a play. They met in the bathroom, and as they were standing in the men's room, Spike was like, we should really work together. And Defoe was like, yeah, Spike, we totally should. And then like later on, Spike went home and like sent him the script, and then those two dudes ended up in the movie.
1: I'm, I'm not surprised by that. That's I'm, great. I, f- I feel like, uh yeah, I feel like once you get into a scene, with, if you get a chance to get Willem Dafoe in your movie, th- you kind of do that. He's the best part of that new Spider-Man movie. He's fantastic in that
0: one. So I do love him, but uh, nothing's stopping the lighthouse. I don't care what you say.
1: I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, 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 oh <laughs> His, my god! Yeah,
0: that performance was so it's bananas. T- not but.
1: blinking for five minutes while screaming <laughs> at Robert Pattinson, dude, take my money. Yeah. I can't wait to see him and Joaquin Phoenix in Joker 2. That's going to be great, dude. I can't wait. Oh,
0: there's
1: wait. a Joker 2? It's a Willem Dafoe's coming up with the idea, so we'll see how it goes. But. All
0: right. All right, what else you got as we run out of time here? I
1: know, we're running out as always. Uh, I'm going to go with the Robert Zemeckis 2012 movie, Flight, a movie that I avoided like the plague and then now I've seen a couple of times because it's yeah. just it's so good. Um, it's a, the it's a story of uh, Captain Whitaker. They make it seem like it's gonna be a movie that's entirely about a plane crash and it is. But it's more of a character drama about a guy who's um, struggling with addiction and his own struggles with it and all the problems that it's causing him in Mm -hmm. his life and as someone who hates flying,
0: this movie disturbed me greatly. Like can we not have drunk Pilots,
1: please. And you know what? That's kind of the interesting please. that's kind of the interesting part about it. It's because yeah, he's drunk and he's high on Coke when he's flying this plane. Yeah. But it's also not his fault as to why the plane crash. And it's possible that if he wasn't like Well,
0: he like saved oh, he, he did saved, like a great yeah, thing. Saved
1: like almost everybody. If you haven't seen this plane crash, it's one of the best you're ever gonna see.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but Denzel is so good in this movie. He's just putting out all of his uh acting chops are on full display here. Um Roberts of Mecca, so there's a little bit of melodrama involving uh, your favorite actress, Kelly Riley, who gets a lot of screen time in this movie, surprisingly. So she I can do her. I don't
0: remember who she
1: is. She could do, oh, the Yellowstone girl. She would do her crying oh, and that. her bawling scenes. I do
0: not like her face. I'm just going to be <laughs> rude and say it. I don't like her face. Um, yeah, if
1: you want to go see Denzel at the peak of his game, he like a dark horse could have won best actor in 2012 he was up he just I don't remember who beat him but he got um, robbed a little bit but
0: well I'm gonna say if we're talking about Denzel peak of his game then we need to talk about Malcolm X
1: oh I mean yeah that's Obviously, the one that made him a super superstar.
0: Yes, and he's just so beautiful in this movie. But of course it's the tribute to the controversial black activist and leader of the struggle for black liberation. Um he hit bottom during his imprisonment in the fifties and then while in jail he discovered the Nation of Islam writings of Elijah Muhammad. He became a black Muslim and then the leader of the nation of Islam, um, was very influential in civil rights, and then his assassination in 1965 really left a legacy of self-determination and racial pride. Huge character in the history of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and Denzel, Dan- he just stands at the center of this film in a performance of enormous breadth.
1: No, nobody else could have pulled this performance off. In this movie, even now, I don't think there's an actor out there that would have been able to do as well
0: Cor- With this correct. Char-
1: and this is a controversial character to make a movie about. Like, this isn't like a Martin Luther King um, biopic where people can get behind it. Malcolm little, X is a, a little
0: softer to them. Like, right. yeah, Malcolm there's was some very hard, controversial.
1: There's some hard feelings on both sides against Malcolm X. Right?
0: And Denzel is just, he never seems to be trying for an effect, and yet he's always convincing. It's just a really strong performance. And I think Denzel knew how good the story was because he actually put up his salary to get the film made. Oh,
1: okay. Well, because no, it wasn't
0: getting backed properly. And what I love, this film feature, features three generations of Washingtons. We have Denzel Washington, his son, John David Washington, is in it, and his mother is in it.
1: Oh, John David Washington, the megastar that that dude is yeah. trying to
0: like super, super crazy. And it's also amazing because with a total screen time. Two hours, 21 minutes, and 58 seconds that Denzel is in it doing stuff. That's 70% of the film. That is the longest performance ever to be nominated for an Academy Award.
1: Really? I did not know that one. He did
0: not win, which is bananas but yeah. he is just in that movie working for it the whole time if you somehow haven't seen malcolm x you really really ought to oh
1: move right to the top of your you're right over there oh
0: yeah this is my wrist i'm fine <laughs> oh
1: it's this cold weather it's making everybody brittle these days <laughs> thank you <laughs> um Thanks. yeah malcolm x man definitely top tier denzel go check it out immediately like no no no' say about malcolm x really <laughs> it's just it's fantastic movie. yeah right get the book too Autobiography of Malcolm X. That's do, another good read. Do you
0: know I've never read it?
1: Really? Yeah, I,
0: I I keep meaning to, and especially they have like a new edition where Lawrence Fishburne is narrating it, which I've heard oh. is really great. I need to just do that. I
1: like that idea.
0: Maybe I'll do that for Black History Month. That oh, might work out. There
1: you go. A couple of weeks you can jump right into it. Yeah, okay. Um and then real quick, uh, 1995's Crimson Tide. Let's get into the action thrillers here.
0: Those are those movies.
1: There's a Tony Scott movie, guys. <laughs> Don Simpson and Bruckheimer. All, if you those three names don't ring a bell to you you i feel sorry for you like because <laughs> wow. that's just a great combination gene hackman denzel washington in a submarine battling for supremacy arguing with love it. N- with nuclear war on the always line. nuclear war oh dude
0: <laughs> always nuclear <coughs> war i'm like wait are we really always this close to nuclear war cuz i don't love that you
1: probably you probably, <laughs> you don't, probably don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that question um but yeah Movie about whether or not they should fire nukes if they haven't confirmed some um, orders that they received. Half of the crew is on Denzel's side, half's on Gene Hackman's side. Both are right in their own ways, but you know, I'm in the way of like
0: it? I need double-double confirmation before I shoot some. nukes. I mean,
1: if you're gonna end the world, yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm like gonna go ahead and, People
0: to tell me that this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm
1: gonna need to, you know because the thing is, if you fire wrongly. That's the end of the world. Everybody's going to know it. If you don't, well, it's already over, so nobody's going to really care. Yeah. So it kind of goes both ways. All right. Um, but such a good movie. I mean, well, it's been on like, TV a lot. I've seen it a couple times lately. Just a lot of fun. We've got Vigo Mortensen and James Gandolfini just in the background as side characters. I mean, I, I would
0: see. never remember that. I'm definitely due for a rewatch. This is when I miss cable and I don't have TBS or TNT to just pop these <laughs> movies up all the time.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. that's And now especially since nothing's edited anymore, which is we're in the golden age of that on television.
0: Yeah, so at least you can see the whole thing without 715 hours of commercials. You're yeah. like, ah!
1: Listen here, you mother-scratcher. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: those, are always, those are always really, really terrible. Um, okay, so we have to talk about the hurricane Another film that I love very, very much. Um, This tells the story of Reuben Hurricane Carter, a black man who rose over his troubled youth to become a top contender for the middleweight boxing title. However, his dreams are shattered when he is accused of a triple murder and is convicted to three natural life terms. And kind of despite becoming a cause celebrity um, and like his efforts to prove his innocence through his autobiography, the years of fruitless efforts really left him discouraged because if you didn't know this is a true story Mm -hmm. and then this really changes when um, this African American boy and his Canadian mentors read his book and are convinced of his innocence enough to work for his exoneration Um, wow what a what a film I mean You, you get to see the the racist establishment, just in a in full glory, in oh, this film. I mean,
1: yeah, this used, stuff used to happen all the time. We're still hearing stories about people that are in jail for stuff they didn't. And do especially for when they're
0: like, we've really shown you that this this didn't happen, and they just will work so hard. They have no intention of seeing these convictions okay. reversed. Oh, where no. it's like, I'm sorry. Are you more worried about like your embarrassment? than, like, a person being in jail for the rest of their life. Um, it's a really powerful film. I'm really into the story of, of the hurricanes, so I really loved this movie. And Denzel looks great. He trained for over a year with a boxing coach so that he looks real. He's He is doing it. Um, he lost 60 pounds to play the role. So wow. he is, like, in the moment. Yeah,
1: I mean, th- th- again, another one of his performances that it's all on his shoulders, a movie yeah. that only works with him yeah. because... You know, who wants to make a movie about a boxer that's in jail for years unless you have a, you know, you're going to get a good performance out of the lead actor. So. And,
0: and I'd say it's really on par with his work in Malcolm X. Mm-hmm.
1: Another one, he was nominated for Best Actor, and I feel like a lot of people were mad he didn't win for this one. I think this is another Russell Crowe loss. I think this is the year Gladiator came out, but don't quote me on that.
0: I mean, Gladiator is such a people-pleaser film, though. I mean, yeah. I loved—I've seen Gladiator so many times. I can't help it. We just fall for those films.
1: I mean, you do. It's it, That's a good movie. Like, that's one of those ones where you're like, oh, I feel bad yeah. that you lost, but, yeah, you probably—
0: We're out of time, but just tell us, like, two more Dunzel movies to go watch. Oh,
1: I— <clears throat> oh, man, I got to do these off the top of my head. I didn't yeah, have come ready there. Uh, d- 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 I guess go for old school style. Go see Glory. Absolutely. The, uh, 1980s go see Glory. Where uh, Denzel won his Best Academy Award mm. for Supporting Actor, his first win. Surprised he only has like the two, come yeah. to think of it. Like, you think he would have. Uh, You'd some think more. it, but. And surprisingly fun, actually, is Unstoppable. The one about the runaway train. Have you seen that one? I
0: thought you started and said you weren't going to talk about it. I'm not
1: going to talk about it, but you put me on the spot. So I'm going to bring <laughs> it up now because that's actually one that, despite its stupid premise, it's actually kind of fun. It does help to have a Tony Scott directing. Um,
0: I think I saw it. I really don't remember. I want Man on Fire.
1: Man on Fire is another good one.
0: That is a that is a dope movie.
1: Get your remakes going on.
0: <laughs> he is like, just
1: he's taking people out in that movie, man. He like,
0: he wild. This is a he, very revenge fueled rescue mission it, film. If you haven't it, seen it, and it, it is good. If you
1: think you've seen all the ways to kill somebody with a grenade, I'm telling you, you have not. You
0: have not. You will be surprised. <laughs> but all right, we have so much more Denzel we could talk about, but we. We're out of time. Jacob's plug us up. There's
1: so many Denzel Washington movies and books based on it that the only place you can get them all is at your local library. We have 37 branches all across Erie County. Stop on by, say hi. Uh, tell them you're looking for some Denzel stuff. We'll have it right away. Don't you worry about it. Uh, don't forget to visit our website at www.buffalolib.org. See what programs we got going on. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod and let us know what Denzel Washington movie you are watching. This
0: so a couple of interesting facts about him. As Jacob said, he is the first black actor to win two Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Deserved. He... Is named after his father, who's named after the doctor who delivered him, Doctor Denzel. Really? Yeah. So huh. they like that okay. name's been passed down. And then when Denzel actually entered Fordham University, his plan was to become a doctor. Hmm. So this man, Doctor Denzel, was very influential in Appa- their lives.
1: Apparently, surprised he didn't go back and do it anyway.
0: I mean, I love that. He left his first Oscar ceremony once he realized he was going to lose. So in 1988, he attended the Academy Awards um, for the first time as a nominee, thanks to his supporting performance in Cry Freedom. Mm
1: -hmm. Another good movie. He
0: lost to Sean Connery in The Untouchables. But what was funny that he said is that Sean Connery came out that day to present an award before their category and got a three-minute standing ovation. And then then, um, Denzel was like, yeah, I'm gonna get the coats yeah. and, like, go because this is not happening. And it didn't. He was right, but so, I love so
1: it. It's <laughs> a good story. A, a little prima donna-ish, but...
0: He a little that's baby right. then. A little, baby, that's a
1: little a baby on that one, but yeah. Um,
0: he turned down the Brad Pitt role in Seven. Mm. I It's, it's interesting, mm. so... I think that
1: works out better, actually. He
0: said that he thought that the script was too demonic But then when he saw the movie, he was like, oh, I really blew that. Mm. That was a mistake. I think
1: it it was for the best. I think Brad Pitt's better in that role.
0: Brad was, it always feels like it works out perfectly. And then this one is my favorite for obvious reasons Um, Denzel reunited with his childhood librarian on her 99th birthday. Okay, this is adorable. So when he was seven years old, he walked into the library where Miss Connie worked and he requested a little skinny book that he could easily read over the weekend for a book report due Monday. And then decades later, she would tell her friends in a retirement community about how the major movie star was once this cute little boy who lived across the street from the library, and he came often to give books, and they <laughs> would always talk. And these friends posted the videos of her stories to YouTube, and Denzel found them. And then so when he was doing a press tour for Fences in 2016, he made a special trip to see Miss Connie in Georgia. And they, the reunion came on her 99th birthday, 50 years. Um, after they met.
1: Oh, that's pretty awesome. And you know what? I bet you there's a bunch of people at the old folks' home They were like, you're just making that story up. And then he shows up and he's like, oh my God, I yeah. had no idea. So
0: think about that with your local librarians. Denzel said, you don't know where the road is going to take you and who you're going to meet that will have an impact on your life. This lady had an incredible impact on my life, and now here I am.
1: See that? We're going to have somebody coming up to you in like, in uh, 70 years from now and uh, on your 99th birthday and be like, hey, this is Michelle, and she taught me how to be a great actor.
0: I really liked your math there. Okay, everyone, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>